What's up, everyone? Welcome to the I Don't Get It podcast. This is Naz. I'm in LA. Hey, I'm Ashley. I'm in LA, but we're not in the same room together because Naz is so busy, so she can have time to go drive all over to me. Oh, I like that Hi, voice. Hi, I'm just Lauren, made. and I'm boring, and I'm from Virginia. You're not boring. That's like, you know when you do icebreakers at camp and it's like, say your name, where you're from, and one interesting fact about you. You're like, I mean, I'm boring and I live in no, Virginia. No, I would be like, I've been to 312 concerts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've been Man, in the I'm same so hotel sad we lost Jonas Brothers. What? We lost count of our concert. Our concert I know. List. I know. But oh, it's probably 300. All right. Jared's home, of course, now as we resume our uh, speaking. Anyway. What's our podcast about today, Ash? Okay, so we have a girl named Mick on. You guys may follow her on Instagram. She is uh, pretty much like kind of Christina was when we did that podcast. How long ago was that? A, a while ago. Christina is a plus-size model, Lauren and my friend. And um, today, Mick is going... She, I think, is a plus-size model as well. And she um, does body positivity on Instagram. So today we want to concentrate on filters on Instagram, Photoshop, um, and all the things that we normally wouldn't show on Instagram um, and why it's important to show them. Um, basically, it's just like one of those things that's like embrace yourself for who you are kinds of podcasts. I love it. Um, speaking of embracing yourself before, or what was I thinking <laughs> about embracing <laughs> who you are? Sorry, I was reading something yeah. and trying to say something that's very difficult for me. Um, I just wanted to share something random with um, our listeners because I feel like I remember sharing this story a while back. Okay, so mm-hmm. remember Hannah Burner when she was on our podcast? Yeah, yeah. yeah. From She's Summer like House. blown up on an IG. Hannah on is Twitter. the absolute shit. Yeah. I'm obsessed with her. So Hannah had me on her podcast, and I talked. We talked a lot about like dating, flirting, being confident. You know, heartbroken, anonymous, all the things. And she said. That Derek Paith, when she met him, mm-hmm. I don't, I, I'm going to like paraphrase this. I don't know exactly what was said. You guys can go listen to the episode. I don't but remember I think, what she, what about Derek Paith? She dated him well, or No, 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 no. So her and I are talking and she's like, I remember talking to Derek Paith and, and I told him about you. I think it was after she came on our podcast. I can't remember. And she said that he just like went on and on about like how amazing you are and how like cool and like pretty you are. And I was like listening to her and I was like, what? Like I was never Derek's like producer, like never knew yeah. that he like thought all this nice stuff about me. And I was just kind of like, I was like, oh wow. Like I never knew that. And he's like, yeah, they would all talk about like how great you are and blah, blah, That's blah. Because you're like the hot producer. Of course. They talk I don't, like, like I don't about know. You. I don't know. So basically I've been getting so many messages on Instagram from random people saying like literally so many, Hannah must get so many downloads, <laughs> so many people that are like, oh my God, Naz, like that part, like when, when Hannah talked to you about Derek, like it's so cool to hear. I feel like most, you know, people in life. And especially women, I think, go about either thinking low of themselves or don't have self-confidence. And yet we don't realize that there are people out there that actually think we're like really great, you know? Well, so Jared thought you were like the cool girl. He thought yeah, you were Jared, like, I just never cool believe I'm <laughs> so. So anyways, do you guys remember I shared about this on the podcast? I saw this guy at an airport at LAX and then I asked him out. Do you guys remember this guy? I remember. And then he came over. We had like a fun date and I wore like the wrong shoe. I wore like two bad 
shoes that didn't match or something that like looked similar. And then remember he came over, he like drove me home Uh and then he left so abruptly. You cut out, Ash. Yeah, you cut out. <laughs> oh, I was like, well, I thought that you guys cut out during, like, the, uh, climax, uh, during the climax uh, of the story. Uh, okay. I was like, what the hell? Um, okay. So, so what, basic, what was that? <laughs> do you guys remember he came over? Yeah. And did I share this on the podcast? He literally like didn't kiss me and left right away. And it was so abrupt that I felt so rejected. Did I share this on the podcast, Lauren? I think maybe, but well, I know I've I don't heard the story. remember it vividly. So I don't think our listeners would. So go ahead. All right. Well, I just said the story. So basically that's what happened. And I never yeah. heard from this guy again. And I was like, he never asked me back out. And I was just so confused. I was like, wow, I've never, he was just like, I got to go. And like walked out and like shut the door. So anyways, I don't know what compelled me, but I've been getting all these messages about like, people listening to me on Hannah's podcast and this guy happens to watch all my stories and like what do I give a fuck now you know it's been like Mm -hmm. so long I don't care so I literally messaged him last night and I go hey just curious why you watch all my stories but we never went out again I was like I don't care at all I'm just genuinely curious lol and I'm sharing this because I know a lot of our listeners are always wondering why the guy's still watching the story yeah but like you just it's just he never even asked me back out He goes, I think you have a great Instagram and enjoy your content. I'd go out with you again. No longer in LA though. Sad face. And I go, where are you? And I go, ha ha. How come you never asked me back out? Yeah. He goes, I was traveling for work a bunch in and out of LA and just didn't ask you back out. I had a great time and enjoyed our time out. I would definitely go back out with you. And then he says, I'm in blank and like tells me the city that he lives in now. And I go, okay, so timing. I go, that's so funny. I literally thought you weren't into me at all because we didn't kiss and you left my place so abruptly. Yes. And he goes, he had to shit his pants. Yeah. Remember, that's what you said, Lauren. You're like, maybe you had a poop. You do remember now. I think he had to poop. No, he goes, (laughs) you stand by that. He goes, it was late. I had to be up early, but you're right. I should have made a move. And one of my, also, it was one of my first dates since my breakup. So I was very reserved. Okay. I go, this, okay, continue, continue. I go, this is so eye opening. I literally thought you were repulsed. I was like, I, cause I never heard from you again. He's like, no, haha. I'm sorry. I made you feel that way. I'm so sorry. I literally had no idea. I came off like that wasn't my intention. Like dating hasn't been great. And I was like, I was like, cool. I was like, um, I guess this is teaching me not to take it personally. He goes, definitely not. So I, I just, just thought li- that was like a funny thing to share. I'm, yeah, that is good. Cause I remember that story vividly. But also, like, the guy wasn't ready to date is the moral of the story. He was thinking about his ex when he was with you, probably. He didn't need to be like, yeah. I had to get up early. And it's just like, just the meaning yeah, just of say that the ex. was he wasn't ready, you know? Right. Like, he was very reserved. Exactly. So timing, which is exactly yeah. what I said. But I just want to share that because I think just like in the same vein of like, you know, Derek saying all these nice things about me to some random person I don't know. You I think, think the worst oh, usually. I just think a lot of people, especially in dating, dating's so hard. It's like you're oh, you're so vulnerable and so many of us get shot every day. It's like literally warfare. You like put your heart out there, you like open up and then it doesn't work out. And I think a lot of people take things personally. I know I used to always think that it was me, like what's mm-hmm. wrong with me? And I think it's important to remember to not take it personally, especially in 2020. But I just thought that was a funny thing I wanted to share with everyone because it was nice that he was like honest about it. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Quite interesting. It's cute. (laughs) That's very sweet of him. 
Sunbasket! I freaking love Sunbasket. You guys, you can skip the grocery store and have delicious meals full of organic, fresh produce delivered straight to your door. They have fresh, healthy, delicious meals. And they have all different types of dietary preferences. They have paleo, gluten-free. They have Mediterranean, vegetarian. It's easy. It's convenient. It's pre-portioned. It's ready to prep and cook. And don't tell anyone... But I'm going to tell you guys, we've done a lot of, we've done meal, meal prep things. Okay. Right. Um, but the, but the, but the reason I like this one is because it is actually the very fastest. And some of these meals you don't do like anything to, you like sprinkle a little cheese on top and you just stick it in the oven. And it's like even in an oven safe container and your husband or your boyfriend or your best friend, whoever you're cooking for is going to be like. Oh wow, this was this is really talented of you. I'm like, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> and also, and at the end of the day, all you're doing is assembling. The reason why I like it is because I mean, I'm not even gonna like try and sugarcoat this. Like the grocery store is low-key kind of scary these days. So um the fact that you can get clean ingredients, organic fresh produce delivered to your puerta, that is door <laughs> in Spanish, is just so unreal. And I I mean, I'm just gonna go ahead and admit this. Like I'm not the greatest at picking out produce. I literally am so lazy. I just pick like the first one I see. I don't know how to feel up an avocado. Oh, yeah. Like I don't know how I to don't know either. which one's good. I don't like, I don't know. I just take like the first one there. I'll try and take the one behind the first one, you know, because I'm like, maybe no one's touched this. But like, I always go home with subpar produce and Sunbasket has very clean ingredients and organic fresh produce. For instance, you could get a hoisin steak strip lettuce cups with pickled daikon and carrots. Yum. Um, Yum. <laughs> you could also... <laughs> the way you I don't know what daikon is, but I'm sure it's delicious. Um, you can also get the roasted salmon with miso glazed eggplant, black bean tostadas Diablo with cabbage slaw and guacamole. And you can order from any of these meals across their menu and skip a week whenever you need to. If you're going away, if you want to double it up. Um, so you, it's very simple and easy to, with no gotchas. So right now, Sunbasket is offering $35 off your order when you go right now to sunbasket.com slash get it and enter the promo code get it at checkout. That is sunbasket.com slash get it. And enter promo code get it at checkout for $35 off your order. Sunbasket.com slash get it. Enter promo code get it. And guys, your life, your foodie life is going to be changed. Okay, guys, we got Mick on the line now. And she's going, well, Mick, you tell us what you're going to talk about. <laughs> because um, you stand for so many things on your Instagram page. And I feel like you get, how many followers are you gaining a week? First, how many followers are you getting a week? Um, I honestly, to, I really don't pay attention too much. I swear it's, it's more for my mental health than anything, because if I paid attention that closely, I think I would be like closeted in my room somewhere. Hmm. Okay, well, then I'll say it like this. Um, I have so many friends that I follow that also like your pictures. So, like, I was going through your Instagram earlier, and it was like I had a handful of friends that also follow you, but we've never talked uh, um, about you before. So I just think that it's probably, you're probably, you know, 
getting up there with the followers. Blowing up would be she's, the term. She's blowing up. Yeah, she's getting up there. Sorry, I just got a phone call you coming up, and girl? I was like, I was like distracted for a second. Um, all right, so what do you stand for on your, on your Instagram that people are resonated with so much? Oh man, there's like a handful of things I stand for so much that you know I. I go through and that everybody goes through. It's, it's more about just normalizing all of the struggles that we deal with in everyday life, whether it be razor burn and razor bumps, acne, yes, um, yes, you yes. know, back knee. That's not something talked about a lot, especially for adults. Um, you know, uh, mm-hmm. domestic violence, body positivity, eating disorder awareness, um, just a lot wow. of things that aren't, talked about and people have so so much shame over you know right what is your instagram handle just so people can sort of maybe scroll through as as we're listening yes um it's mick zazon m-i-k-z-a-z-o-n i almost forgot how to spell my name for a second (laughs) (laughs) honestly that's happened so many times i'm like i'm so glad it happens to me too no worries um so mick where did you know, what were you inspired by and what led you to start an account that focused on a lot of things that people are ashamed for? I I started an account, um, based on, on weight loss. So I was sharing my weight loss transformation photos. I was, you know, a weight loss coach. Um, and I was a, closeted girl, um, in an eating disorder. And that was Mm -hmm. dealing with undiagnosed PTSD from a, um, abusive relationship. And it was only a matter of time that I hit rock bottom and everything was just going to, to blow up in my face and I had to do something. (laughs) Um, and that's kind of what happened. I, I hit my rock bottom. Um, And I had around like 80,000 followers at that time, you know, they were following me for, you know, fitness motivation, weight loss motivation, tracking Mm -hmm. macros, tracking calories and progress photos and all of those things. And then I just couldn't do it anymore. I just, I could not lie to myself anymore and I couldn't lie to anybody else anymore. And so Mm -hmm. what do you feel like you were lying about? Um, I, a lot of things. Number one, I, you know, a transformation photo isn't real life. Um, to think that a transformation photo is someone's life purpose is really Mm -hmm. like just not the point. It's not even worth it. Um, in, you know, in some cases, like there's so, (laughs) There's so it's like peeling back an onion. I could say that, and so many people can can be defensive, right, and say like you know transformation photos they they inspire me, which is true, and it's it's multifaceted and it is peeling back an onion. Um, but a lot of fitness accounts do share um, primarily transformation photos to sell weight loss programs, and that's what I was doing, and that's why mm-hmm. like it. It, it just didn't make sense to me anymore to bring people down the same path that I was on, that I was so sad on and I was struggling so hard. Mm. The, the before and after or the transformation photos, would you Photoshop your afters? Oh, yeah. Yes. Or have you yes. never Photoshopped? Oh, wow. Okay. Um, 
Is that the norm, Mick? Is that, do you feel like most transformation photos, weight loss transformation photos that people see, do you think when we see them from like a big influencer account, like, you know, there's a big chance that it's Photoshop? I can't, I, I can't say for sure, but, you know, I do, from Photoshopping myself, I can spot it very easily. Um, and I know those mm-hmm. who have used things like Facetune and, you know, all of the, there's so many editing apps out there. It's very disheartening. Um, but it's definitely prevalent. Um, but even if they're not uh, Photoshopping, it's still unrealistic to sell a weight loss program based off of one transformation photo because, um, you know, the people buying into it are thinking that they're going to get that body type. And when in reality, a lot of these fitness influencers, like they are the 5%, um, statistically, like they are the 5% that have that body type. Um, and right. And they have a personal trainer every day. And that's the, the supplement isn't the only thing making yes. them look that way. So 5% of people are like able to comfortably attain the results that they have, you're saying? Um, no. So 5% of the population, the world's population has the body type that is shown in mainstream media. Um, yeah. Got so it. whether like Victoria's Secret model. Okay. So like Emily Ratatowski yes. or whatever, everyone's like, give us your workout. Yes. Like, what, is, what do you do? It's like, you're not just exactly. going to look like it if you do exactly, exactly what she does. Yeah. So are you saying that those are, that for most people, that body type isn't attainable or it just wouldn't, or just doesn't reflect them? Um, I... I don't think attainable is the right word because you like I attained that that body type, but it that body type right. was not for me. Um, yeah. It backfired very quickly. I was losing hair. I was losing my fingernails and toenails. My skin was so brittle. Um, I was. But Mick, was that because of the way you were losing weight, or do you think just the actual weight loss? Um, affected your body no matter how how. you lose it yes definitely it was how I was losing the weight but also the extremes that I was going um through in order to try to get to my dream body um Mm -hmm. yeah what were some of those extremes um I dealt with orthorexia bulimia and binge eating disorder throughout six years um so can you tell everyone what orthorexia is? I thought it was very interesting. I saw it on your gram. Yes. Oh, yeah. I've never um, heard of this. What it's is that? like extreme OCD with food. That's the easiest way that I can explain it. Um, it's eating okay. as clean as possible, almost having like a, a God complex with food, um, trying to find hmm. the perfect diet and, um, you know, things like going to, to restaurants, I personally would package my own food, um, instead of like buy a uh, restaurant food because I didn't know how the cooks were, were cooking it. Um, but it's definitely like mm, a hidden eating disorder that a lot of people don't know about, but it is, I would say one of the most prevalent eating disorders of them all. This is so interesting because as someone that deals with perfectionism disease, it sounds like it's like a perfectionism 
um, when it comes to like weight loss and, and attaining a certain body yes. type. Yeah. Um, wow. I never knew that that was, yeah, a thing. I think, um, you know, with any eating disorder, it, it's not the food. That's the, that's the problem. It's an inner, it's an inner demon that you're trying to battle and you are trying to take control over it by the one thing that is in our faces every single day, our body, food, and exercise. Mm-hmm. Right. Wow. That's incredible. You've overcome all this. Thank you. Yeah, it was definitely a long road. (laughs) Uh, So this website that I discovered during quarantine has been a lifesaver. It's called Rory. And during, you know, quarantine, you couldn't go see a doctor. You couldn't order. You didn't go there and get a prescription or anything like that for skincare. There was a lot of digital stuff. Like dermatologists were meeting with people online and having consultations. Exactly. So I... Right out of my Latisse, I know it's a vapid thing, but I need my eyebrows to be dark and full, okay? So I was realizing that they were falling out, and then I discovered this website, Rory, where you talk to a doctor, a U.S. licensed healthcare professional within 24 hours, and then they will write you a script. They'll consult with you. They'll see what you need, and then they will give you the treatment. It's the sister brand of Roman. So Roman uh, has made it simple to connect with a healthcare professional online. Uh, I think we've talked about Roman when it comes to like gynecological needs. And Mm -hmm. uh, then they give you a personalized prescription skincare treatment that is right for you. So this is basically the dermatological version of Roman. This is Rory. But what's dope about Rory, R-O-R-Y, by the way, is that not only can you get access to this stuff from the comfort of your own home, I think what makes them just top winning is that they have free (laughs) unlimited follow-ups. So not only can you start like a skincare routine by ordering something on their site and you have to answer a bunch of questions, they have a survey, it's sort of like an online consultation. Um, Mm -hmm. after you answer all those questions and you get your thing, you have unlimited free access to a healthcare professional with a proactive follow-up. I cannot stress how important that is because when you're dealing with stuff with your skin and something's popping up or it's irritated or you don't know if it's working, to have access, unlimited free access to someone that you can ask and that can help you and guide you through it is just to me revolutionary. So Yeah, and not have to pay like a fee every time you go to be like should I up my dose or whatever? Just simply right. go on there, go on Rory. And also you don't have to go to the pharmacy. It's delivered to your door free with two-day shipping. Exactly. And with Rory, there are no commitments. You can cancel anytime. So guys, go to hellorory.com slash get it to try out Nightly Defense for just $5. That's the one I'm currently using. It's free to chat with the doctor and your first order is just $5. That's hellorory.com slash get it. Eligibility requirements and additional terms apply. So there's bulimia and anorexia, which is talked about all the time. And then there's, how do you say it again? Orthorexia. 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 And then there's also one where people just are addicted to working out. Did you have that? Um, I forget what that's called. Hmm. Um, but I, oh yeah, I was working out for like four plus hours a day. <gasps> wow. Yeah. That's why, that's totally yeah. why your hair is falling out. well the hair was falling out because i was malnourished i mean you think about like eating less and then exercising more than you were eating Mm -hmm. it was just it's a recipe for disaster wow and what's interesting is you shared with us earlier that you also felt like it was 
you know, it's it's never just one thing, right? You were also feeling, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, like PTSD from an abusive relationship, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Wow. So yeah. you've been through a lot, Megan. And to to hear all of this and like look at your Instagram, I think you're incredible. So how did you how did you go from there to to now? A lot of therapy. <laughs> yeah, I love therapy. Um, yeah, no, therapy is my lifesaver. Um, I, so I was living in Arizona at the time and I was away from my family. I'm originally from Ohio. I live in Ohio now. Um, but I was going to college in Arizona and that's where I hit rock bottom. And I called my sister and I said, something needs to happen. I, I was sitting on my, on my bed um, in my apartment and I hadn't left my apartment for a month straight. I kid you not. I ordered groceries in. Um, I had piles of Postmates around me. This is when I was dealing with binge eating disorder. Mm. Um, and Mm. I just, I couldn't do it anymore. So my family flew out to Arizona and, we kind of all made the collective decision that it was time for me to get some help. And so I moved back home and I did outpatient, um, eating disorder recovery. And I started going to therapy for PTSD. Um, and so it was all just like a, an accumulative effort of my doctors, my family just being my rock through that time. And, um, me finally getting to a point where I was like, this is the only way I don't, I can't like, I can't go any further down or else I will end up in a hospital mm-hmm. or I would like, who knows what could have happened. What do you think it is about abuse? I, can I call it an abusive relationship or, or just like a tumultuous yes. relationship? Okay. Um, yes. that sends so many women into binge eating or just eating problems because I, not to compare at all, but just as something that like I can firsthand, I firsthand witness on my 600 pound life. Almost all these women have a, a past of being raped. Mm-hmm. What do you um, think? What's the tie between eating and, and weight gain or weight so control? It's what I said before, um, you know, trauma trauma needs to be felt one way or another. Mm -hmm. Um, Your feelings need to be felt one way or another. And when we ignore those feelings, um, it, it just demands to be felt. And in the day and age that we're in, we're constantly on social media. We're filled, like we're brainwashed by social media, whether we, whether we think so or not. Um, And it's, we see these images um, online or we're seeing workout videos online and it's just so much pressure. And the, the closest thing to us that we can control is our bodies, what we eat and, um, exercise. So it's, it's, it goes hand in hand and it's with any kind of trauma. Um, it could be childhood trauma. It could be, Mm -hmm. uh, relationship trauma. It could be assault. It could be anything. That's why, you know, even I just feel like heartbreak, you know, because I have Heartbroken Anonymous is the core of so... It's like when you look at addiction, 
you know, um, eating disorders, any type of thing, you're absolutely right. I feel like trauma sort of manifests, manifests itself and people sort of go to these different vices to try and like heal or numb what they're feeling. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And everyone exactly. has access to food because you need it to live. So that's the only thing you can actually control in your entire life. Yep. Yeah. Well, yeah. That I don't know if it was on the podcast or it was just in life that I had a discovery that it's e it's oh, I don't want to say it's easier, but it's almost easier to be like an alcoholic or a drug addict because yeah. you can live without those things in your life when you have a problem with food you need food to live. You can never not have food in your life. Right. I would so, not oh, say yeah. it's easier at all. I, I, but that's, so what, that's what a lot of people with food issues will say what, because they can't rid themselves of it. So I, uh, my dad was an, was an alcoholic. He's recovered now. Um, and growing up with him, he's the most loving father and growing up, um, watching his actions. It is very similar. Um, however, you know, it's addiction isn't a choice. It is a mental illness, just like with eating disorders, they're just very different. Um, but it, it is crazy because I reflect a lot on, you know, his actions versus my actions and they, they are very similar. Mm -hmm. We just chose different things to, to um to utilize right. if that makes sense that's why i was saying i don't think it's easier because it it is a mental illness addiction i think it's yes. it's something you know in your head it's not like you want to do it yeah no i yeah. don't think ash was making it seem like a choice like this you should choose this one because it's easier you know yeah but yeah. um it's as far as like assimilating yourself like past that rehab stage you know what i mean right um okay yeah it is it's 100%. I personally, like there is a big difference because when you, when you can become completely recovered from drug addiction, um, you know, you'll always live with the after effects, but you always have to have food. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. I think that's where you were coming from. Yeah. Sure. I get what you're exactly. saying. Like you have to sit in front of it like three times yes. a day or however many yes. times. Yeah. Yeah. I get what three you're times saying, a day. Three times a day. <laughs> I'm like, well, I'm saying like in snacks all around. Well, me. I I eat six times a day, but I just meant in the sense of breakfast, lunch, dinner, etc. Yes, yeah, or more yes, classic yeah, yeah. way. So more, going with ask. going with your Instagram currently, you're very open with like literally every inch of your body. Um, so yes. if you ever got work done, would you tell your followers that you got work done? Like if you got injections of any kind, would be like I just got injections, or do you want to be like all all natural? Or would you tell them? Oh, I, um, yeah, I have lip injections and I have Botox and I've made posts about it. And I think it's really important for women to know that they have autonomy and that they can feel liberated in however, um, in whatever way that looks for them. Mm -hmm. Um, for me, it was one way that I like, I, I love having lip fillers and I love having Botox. Um, Your lips look so good. I, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, I was like looking you. at them. That's I was like, I wonder if at. they've been injected or not. <laughs> <laughs> so yes. I th- thank you to my dad. He has like very big lips. So I was already like 
my my brother has the biggest lips in our family and it looks like he has lip injections and he's 17. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say like you have when you talk on your stories, you oftentimes have fil- uh, a filter on, but you always yes. have, you know, it says filter at the top. Yes. How do you feel? Would you ever filter yourself without that notification that you have a filter on because of your Instagram's theme? Um, can you say that again? So like post without a filter? Well, I guess I'm curious now why, why use filters on stories? You know, if your account's like all, all like non-filter. So yes, 100%. Um, I think it's, again, it's all about how you feel liberated and it's really fun. Like I love editing photos. I don't know about you guys. Mm -hmm. I sell presets. Um, yeah, everyone's all, I feel like Picasso. I'm like, Oh, it's time for me to sit down and make this picture (laughs) go from, go from hideous to a masterpiece. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. I think it's, I think it's one thing to change colors and maybe have like a little smoother on your face. I think it, like if that's what makes you feel more presentable and able to talk in front of a camera, um, mm-hmm. you know, that, that's what works for me. And right. also I, I, every single day I show an unfiltered video of myself and I, whether or not it's me saying, Hey, just letting you know that this isn't really what I look like, or this isn't really what my life looks like, like reality check here or not. Um, I, I make it a definite point to, uh, tell my audience that there's always something that is unseen on their end. Mm -hmm. It's nice to know like those lips, like, I guess God could give you those lips, but these lips were not given by God, you know, (laughs) like you could also purchase these if you would like. Yeah. Yes. If you would like. Rothy's. Okay, guys. I know so many of you ran to Starbs to get that pumpkin spice latte on September 1st. Well, guess what? Your next <laughs> Starbs, your next step on getting ready for the fall season is to step into fall with comfortable, washable, sustainable products from Rothy's. Have you guys and heard of bags. this company? And bags. And bags. Thank you, yeah, Lauren, because I forgot. Now. And did we mention that they are sustainable? So not only are you walking around fashionable, but you are also helping the environment. Go you. They're cra- carefully crafted with eco-friendly materials like repurposed plastic water bottles and marine plastic. And they are so, so comfy. Ashley literally does not take them off. Very no, casually, them. Vogue calls them a personal obsession and health magazine says they're the most comfortable shoes on earth. So, you know, you got to at least get one pair to try those babies out. Well, the reason for that is because they don't cut up the back of your ankle like every other, you know, flat out there. What's great about Rothy's is they come in a huge array of colors, prints, and patterns, um, and they have a new sneaker. So try those out as well because I know you keep going back to Rothy's because they keep telling us we should do their ads. So I know you guys are listening to me and then you're like, oh, wow, Ashley was right. I got to go buy some more now because they're so great. Like, I get it. Like, this is something I get. So if you already bought the shoes or you want to try the shoes, you should go and try the bags as well. So check out the amazing shoes and bags available right now at rothys.com slash get it. That's rothys, R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash get it. Style and sustainability meet to create your new favorites. Head to rothys.com slash get it today. So where do you, um, where do you like draw the line? Like if you... No, I think that- 
you know yeah, what I mean? I do you get my question? question? Yeah, yeah. Like, yes, where I do you do. draw the line? Because you you do get some stuff, and I'm not. I'm totally asking as like a, in a subjective way because I obviously get Botox and filler, and I love all this stuff, and I don't care if people get it or not. I'm just curious from your perspective, like where do you draw the line? Um. So here is, it is difficult, and it's and it's individual. I think that's the most important part. Um. For me. Uh, in therapy, I was just talking about, you know, how, like I was, I was walking through this decision process. I'm like, I think it'd be kind of fun to have lip fillers. And I think, you know, I would love to not have wrinkles on my forehead or not have creases on my forehead. Um, and I, I remember looking at my therapist and I was like, is this okay? And she was like, well, well, what do you think? And like, what, what is your decision process? And I, I said out loud, I was like, well, I feel like I know I love myself, whether I have forehead creases or smaller lips. Um, I, I, I know that regardless of anything, it, my appearance doesn't mean a damn thing. Um, it's, you know, the, the inner part that matters. And so I asked myself, is it out of, is it out of love or is it out of hate? Mm -hmm. Um, is it, am I getting these things to fix something? Because ultimately it's not going to fix something. It's not going to fix me being not happy. Right. It's, yeah. it's just like this impulse. It's like the I don't know if your phone vibrates when you like purchase something or like when you like click. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or when you get yeah. a match on a dating app, it's like, yes. is this my yes. husband? It's like, <laughs> yes. Yes. It's like that instant gratification. Um, and then you're like, wait, that, wait, like, why did I feel so good <laughs> when mm. I just bought that? Like, what is, like, what is that? It's that what like hit that, of dopamine, you know? Yes. When you get yeah. like a and like or something on a photo, like all that, all social media is like all built around like hits of dopamine, I feel like. But I have to yes. say, I do love myself more with Botox. <laughs> you oh, yeah. Oh, well, like, yeah. Yeah. I love I, love, I, I do too. 100%. I love it. None of our foreheads are moving. None of them. <laughs> I know. It's so hard when I'm on camera too and I have to be like excited about something and my eyes get so big and people are like, what's wrong? Someone literally commented, what's wrong with this girl's eyes? And I'm like, oh no, I'm trying to emote really? too much because my forehead doesn't the, move. I think the lines in the forehead are more distracting than a girl's eyes bulging. Anyway, Actually, I do. <laughs> girls who have like, okay, like, let's be real. Uh, sorry, this is like the antithesis of what we're talking about. But what's it? Khaleesi from Game of Thrones. I can't watch her, her uh, because are whenever too she expresses, her accordion forehead is way more distracting than what she's saying. I understand <laughs> what you're saying. Now, um, I have a question. I know, I'm Mick sorry, but I'm just saying. <laughs> Mick, are you, you talked about <laughs> razor makes burn. no sense. You're literally doing a podcast on body <laughs> I, I'm sorry. Okay. So I think, <laughs> so no, confused. but hang on a second. This is good because it's so like in, in all like bigger picture. Why, like, why does that bother you? Is it because you don't want to see it in yourself or is it because ma'am, you, you are smart. That's a great question. Yeah. Why does yeah. it bother you? Ash? I think I truly can say it's a distraction to me. <laughs> um, I am not. Go and watch her Christmas movie from last year and tell me it doesn't distract you. Oh her Christmas movie. You know, what's, um, you know what's interesting about this is that if you live in LA, and I know most people listening don't, but 
often for some reason when you meet strangers, for example, I got my car wash yesterday, you know, and I just chatted it up with the guy. We were waiting for our cars and he's like, oh, are you an actress? Like for some reason, that's always a question if you're like a girl in LA, I feel like. And I literally always think to myself, like, no, I can never be like, I must have Botox on my forehead. It's like... You can't, you know, you have to show emotion. It doesn't distract hey, me. Nicole Kidman says no thanks to yeah, that rule. I know. But she, like, I, I feel like when you watch people on shows and TVs, and I mean, even hosts included, you do want to see their face move and you want to, you want to feel what they're feeling, you know? You this, is see my, this is my analysis of why it bothers Ashley so much. It also bothers me too, but it's also... Thank you, Lauren. You can... You just know that she could look better, you know? So it's bothering you because you know it could be better, you know? I don't know. I find myself not listening to her words as much as I am looking at her forehead. Honestly, Nick, are you fuck disgusted it. by this? I'm, I'm not. No, Nick, I'm not. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm actually not because it's like, it's what everybody thinks. And it, it's like, what do we see on mainstream media? We see Botox faces all the time. Right. We see, we, our first thought is never our own. Even back when, like, literally our first thought, uh, baby, right? Mm-hmm. We learn from other people. What we see is what we know. So when we see something that isn't familiar to us or see something that is kind of like out of the norm, it, it feels uncomfortable. So it's not, it's, it's not something to be ashamed of to think that way um, at all. I had to go through that as well. And I, I go through my own personal biases all the time. It's, mm-hmm. it's about confronting those and, and asking yourself why. Hmm. Yeah, that's, that's very interesting. That's I can't wait to make my kid be like unfazed and super creative and have like zero outside influences. I just want my kid to be like that, like from birth not have the outside influences but i mean obviously it's going to but like i just wish my kid will be more creative and less judgmental than i am i bet you if you raised a child today and never had them download instagram and they didn't know what instagram was it actually would not be that hard because it would would be be, like a martian to all their friends but probably the smartest kid in the room it would be how we were growing up Uh, we had magazines and like Mm -hmm. some cable shows you know and like network shows but mainly it was like magazines, I feel like. Yeah, and like Victoria's Secret catalogs. Yeah. Remember when that was like the thing that we looked to as like the ultimate beauty ideal? That's what I'm saying. And that's why how like imagine how different all of us would be if when we were in the 2000s opened up a Victoria's Secret model catalog and there was like a plus size in there and people with like cellulite and just like um will you just imagine the effect that would have had on so many like that would have affected me Mm -hmm. in so many ways I already know yeah isn't that crazy not even that oh yeah we would get the Victoria's Secret we would get the Victoria's Secret like once a month and like but but now they have Instagram all day long Right. Oh, 100%. Constantly. I just, that Victoria's Secret magazine ruined me as a child. Yeah. <laughs> no, it did. It really did. And that was photoshopped, but like not to a crazy extent. Let's move over to social media now that like people are now photoshopping themselves. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Mick, can you sort of talk about your thoughts on filters and Photoshop in general? Because I'm actually shocked we haven't like all talked about filters and Photoshop. I I think so there filters and photoshop I um there's a difference between you know editing out um let's say 
a, a plug on the wall to make the photo look clean. There's a difference between, you know, um, making the, the overall photo brighter and the colors more vibrant and all that is to me, that is okay. What makes it not okay. And coming from a personal experience, what I find not okay. Um, I, I'm not speaking for everybody. Um, what I find not okay is when I edit my body to either look like someone else or look like something that I am not because of outside pressures, because of whatever I'm seeing in, in Instagram these days, you know, like Mm -hmm. I don't want to see my future children go through the same thought processes that I had to go through looking through Instagram, looking through magazines and thinking, well, why do they have porcelain skin? Mm-hmm. They have zero pores. Mm-hmm. Like what is happening? I look at my face and I, it's like pore central. Like what is happening here? Are these people like made from diamonds? Like, I don't, I don't get it. Right. Like I thought that I was so wrong. I literally thought my very being was wrong. Right. And I don't want to have my future children go through that. So I think that's like one thing that I think about, um, you know, from an editing standpoint, like what would I want my future child to see? Mm -hmm. You know, what, what do I want the future generation to be? Because it's not about, it's the same, it's the same instant gratification that you're talking about earlier. Like, what is that going to do for your future? What is that going to do for your in-person um, relationships? And how, how is that going to make you a better person by editing your body something that it's not? Because in reality, like you, you are beautiful and it makes no sense for someone to, to edit their, their body when it, it's just like it, it's this mind game that we're all in, mm-hmm. you know? A hundred percent. So for everyone listening right now, obviously the podcast that you're listening to right now, we are discussing topics such as eating disorders, depression, addictions. If you find that you are feeling any of these things or just anxiety, relationship issues, sleeping, trauma, anger, maybe you have family conflicts, grief, or just self-esteem issues in general, we are really excited and stoked to tell you about one of our favorite sponsors, which is BetterHelp. So BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches. They make it really easy and free to change a counselor if you need. And it's basically a super convenient way to get matched with a licensed therapist worldwide. So if you're listening to this across the globe, you can use BetterHelp. And it's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available, which is why I just love this company so much. Um, I actually have been seeing a therapist, but it literally got way too expensive, like every week, way too expensive. So I have moved over to BetterHelp, going to give this a shot from now on. Yeah. And I also love the fact that they can start, you can start communicating with the therapist in under 24 hours. And that's really good for people who are really feeling like at rock bottom at this very moment. And they don't want to like wait, call up. Um, a therapist and and wait to see when their next appointment availability is. Yeah. And it's also, I mean, you know, we're in a pandemic. It's awkward sitting in the waiting room. Sometimes it's really, I know that therapy can be really intimidating, mm-hmm. but I also know that I 
was saved like through my breakup through so many moments of anxiety through my perfectionism through therapy so if you've never tried it and you're feeling down i know a lot of people are this year we highly recommend it in fact so many people have been using BetterHelp that they're actually recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states so please friends we want you to start living a happier life today as a listener you'll get 10 percent off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash get it join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health again that's betterhelp h-e-l-p dot com slash get it i feel like i came to your profile i was directed to it when i was talking about my hormonal based acne and i love the way that you show off your acne and i think that in magazines it was mostly like that poreless look on makeup ads that i was like oh my like how do i achieve this and this was like even before filters were like so much of a thing and you'd hear about photoshop but like you didn't i didn't know that photoshop would make this the skin look like it, it made you think that foundation was supposed to make your skin look right, like that. Right, that's it. Right? That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Like and I was like, foundation does not make my skin look like this. If anything, <laughs> it sometimes brings out certain like flaws even more. You know, sometimes it'll bring out creases and pores. Um, so I guess like skin realness is something that we are getting, we've gotten really far away from on Instagram. Yeah, I think it needs to be and a little, little bit more, but I, I do enjoy that I'm seeing it. And now looking at just like going through all your photos now, Mick, like it really is, <laughs> it's so incredible how you- still you, look so pretty and But you are, and those, it's like yeah. everybody is so stunning. And you even brought up back knee, which I think, I agree. I feel like it's something people don't talk about mm-hmm. enough or show mm-hmm. or we never see and people are so ashamed of it. And it's Can like, you tell was- us about your razor burn? Because like that's my <laughs> oh, number. Yeah. That, like I will not wear a bikini. Like I'll sit and like just hide everything. And like I can't like run and play on the beach because I'm like so self-conscious of razor burn. And I'm like, I don't, I want it to go away, but also I guess normalize it at the same time. So sexy. Yeah. I'm just you like know, looking at all your to- pictures. I, I still struggle with it. Like genuinely. I struggle with it every single day. Um, you know, I'm, I'm wearing spandex shorts right now. Mm -hmm. And earlier I saw a razor bump and I moved my spandex shorts down so that it would cover it. Like, it's not something that it just goes away when you've like reached a certain point. It's like this constant battle. Like, why do I feel the need to cover this bump? Like, is it for other people's comfortability? Because like, I don't want to live for other people's comfortability. This is my body. And I, like shaving my bikini line and right now i'm on accutane so i can't do laser laser hair removal um or and that's like what i plan to do mainly because like my razor bumps are are very painful Mm -hmm. um and right now i'm i'm just living it day by day and saying like i i have this and i'm choosing not to hide it because i (laughs) there's there's no way that no one else is not dealing with it you know what i mean like everybody who shaves their freaking bikini line is gonna have razor burn or razor bumps one day (laughs) one way or another i'm sorry i just can't even count the times i've gone on and looked at porn stars guide to shaving your bikini strippers Mm -hmm. guide to shaving your bikini none of it works (laughs) Wow. No. And you know what? I that brings up a fantastic point. Um I I prefer to shave or have like I ha I like things clean. Mm-hmm. Um 
However, it wasn't until the porn industry came into place where it was, um, it was mansplained. Like all of it was geared for men and really, it's really creepy that yeah, they like the it porn star, um, you know, like thing is to have everything clean and to even get things surgically, you know, like perfected mm-hmm. to make them look younger. And that is gross to me because hair and, and all of these things that we're talking about is a sign of adulthood, Yeah, you know, like it's, it's so crazy how deep rooted these issues are. (laughs) Like it genuinely is. And it's very scary to think that like women are, women are just geared to please men. And now we're getting to a place where we're fighting back on that. I know. I love it. Are you on Accutane to get rid of your acne? Yes. Okay. I, I actually really appreciate the complexity and of how real you are. Cause I think most people would be like, well, you're this, you're this person on Instagram that projects that it's okay to have acne, but you're, mm-hmm. it is also, I think it's important for people listening to know it's also okay for that person to want to get rid of it. Right. So That's where do you, choices, yeah. let's talk about this gray area because I think most people are way more complex than they project that. I mean, I think Instagram in its very nature is very one dimensional. So people mm-hmm. look at a page and they're like, this is the body positivity girl. This is mm-hmm. the girl that doesn't care about showing her acne. And we forget that that person is like a human and maybe they don't like that stuff. Uh, so I just would love for you to talk about how it's, how it's okay for you to also take Accutane and want to get rid of it. Yeah, I, so I've dealt with acne since I was in fifth or sixth grade. I hit puberty pretty early. Um, and I got called pizza face when I was growing up. I had my friends ask what is on my back, shoulders and and face. And it was always this thing that, that was in the way of me just living in the moment. And I like going into adulthood, I, you know, used to wear short sleeve shirts or long sleeves because I was terrified that if I was put in a position where I was wearing, um, you know, a, a strapless shirt or a spaghetti strap, um, tank top that I was, if I were in line somewhere, someone would be up close and personal with something that the majority of the world thinks is gross. Um, you know, it's, and on top of that, like I used to have to ice my face Mm, five times a day because my acne was so painful. And a lot of that came from hormonal issues dealing with my eating disorders and not Mm. having a period for a while. Mm. Um, but it, it was seriously getting in the way of my life and I don't have to, no one has to apologize for wanting to eliminate mm-hmm. something that is getting in the way of their every single life, every single day life and being their best self. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, like you totally. want to feel confident oh, yeah. in your skin. It doesn't matter if it's for anyone else, but it's for you. And yeah, yes, got it. What was the, the so-called you feel a flaw about yourself that was the most difficult to talk about publicly? Uh, razor burn. Really? Um, so funny, but I wow. get it. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I've never, wow. 
Um, I, when I posted my first race, I still remember it to this day. I was sitting next to my best friend, Gabby, and I was like in tears. I was shaking. I was like, I was so scared. Um, but she, my, my best friend, Gabby looked at me and she was like, Mick, every single time you go through something pivotal in life, you get this way, but it's because it's good. Not because you, you know, it's bad. It's because this needs to happen in order for you to get over this hump and for, uh, you know, other people to feel less alone. So mm-hmm. it was definitely scary. And it's again, still something I deal with every day, but it's, it feels less scary and less alone now that I know other people go through it as well. I have two oh, questions. Yeah. What I'd love for us to identify like the fear, like if all of us, if I uploaded a picture on Instagram with no makeup on or like you, if you posted your razor burn, <laughs> Naz is the kind of girl that makes me feel well, bad I'm about sorry. my skin. sorry. I meant like, you know, if I just post, you know what I'm saying? If we all if posted Naz our- was like, no makeup, I'd be like, fuck my life. <laughs> <laughs> no, it makes me sad. I hate that everyone has that. I have insecurities too. What- like, what are we scared of? Are we scared that a guy is not going to like us? Are we scared that people are going to be mean? Like, what is the action? What do you... Go- I want to, like, go around and Why circle. is beauty so important to us? Like, what are we actually scared of? Why do we use filters? Like, why? Um, are Brene we even Brown. scared? Or are we just trying to be... Are you just, I love <laughs> that's Brene Brown. Her, that's a yeah. great, great compliment for her. So I fucking Brene love Brene Brown. Brown. says... Um, shame hides in secrecy. Um, Mm. and like, if we really think about it, like we've just been in this world where things aren't talked about. So obviously if, if things are out of the norm, we're like, at least I'm worried that my appearance is going to, um, you know, make someone else uncomfortable, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, but do you, so what, what, my second question was, what is the response that you got when you finally pushed through and posted that photo of razor burn that you were really didn't, you know, were hesitant to? Oh, so I was flooded with positivity. Yeah. It was the most, wow. it was the most beautiful thing ever because like still when I post about it, people are like, oh my gosh, these are my legs. And mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, they're mine too. Like this is like, it's so crazy and it brings tears in my eyes that for mm. the majority of our lives like we're truly taught that our bodies are something to be controlled and not something to own ourselves mm-hmm. i'm thinking about naz's question now and i'm like well we do you know we we do these things we hide these things because we want to be perceived as super beautiful um and then I'm thinking, why does it matter to I'm be super beautiful? Kind of like because everyone I'm actually idolized is super beautiful, right? So is it just wanting? Maybe you just want attention and want to be. Is it just an inherent need an for all of us want to thing? be loved? Maybe it's an attention thing. I'm actually pretty good with embracing my flaws and putting them out there, but overall like i'll be like here's a gross picture of me and like i'm fine putting that out there right but at the same time i'm not going to do the the majority of the time i want people to look at that picture and i want people to be like oh my god so pretty so pretty so how amazing Mm. would it be if you just said here's a pretty picture of me 
Like what what would the effect yeah. then be in your comments, in your life, for your confidence? I say this too to say it oh, to myself. You know, I'm yes. not yeah. I'm not guilty of this. Obviously, you know, I wear makeup in a lot of my Instagram stuff. I, I filter stuff. I don't really Photoshop, but I do filter. Um I don't know. I think people even do say, like, when I post a very flawed picture where it's very obvious, like the one that I found Mick through when I posted that big cystic zit on my chin. Um, but people still say, like, you're so beautiful. You're so pretty. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. I know that. So just change the narrative. Change the narrative. You should be like, this is me. Not this is a gross picture think- of me. Not this is a flaw. This is just Ashley. Yeah, but I'm not even talking about like that, like this right now. I'm thinking about like why those do the four of us want right. to be so pretty? Like why do we think every day like I want to do this to myself? I want to do this to myself. Because like, of the why Victoria's we- Secret catalog we saw growing up. <laughs> we covered that really? 20 what? minutes ago. I, it literally goes back to yes. just like the, the popular girls in school were the pretty cute ones that the boys liked. So we wanted to be them or, you know. Every girl in a movie that's loved, every girl yeah. in a rom-com that's liked is a pretty... Sure. Mu- and nine times out always- of ten, like, white skinny girl. <laughs> yep. You know, well, that's what we grew up to- watching. And the people who aren't that are the funny, weird ones in the movies. So it drives true. me insane. Yeah, it's wild. It's it's also just like racism. I think beauty standards are very systemic. It's like built in so deep. And I think it's really refreshing that we're seeing, you know, companies try and change now, finally, especially like fashion labels. Yeah, for sure. Yes. Do you feel like your body currently right now is like the state that your body naturally wants to be at? Because I feel like everyone has like that kind of range that like your body wants to be at. Yes. Yes, it's called natural set point. There we go. Um, yeah. I knew it had a word. Nice. Really? A natural yes. set point? That's okay. so cool. funny. What does that you talk mean? about yes. first? Um, it means that whatever body you are in, you are living happily. You're you're moving your body and you're balancing your life um, and coping healthily. It, and that's just how your body shows up in the world. That's what I posted hmm. about today. Someone, oh. someone said, you know... Um, she's just pressed because she doesn't have six pack abs. And I was like, hold up a second. <laughs> yeah, that's not it. Um, You're like, that's no, not my goal. Thank you. I don't think that's it. That's reaching. <laughs> um, it, it doesn't matter what my body looks like. What I want is to be able to run with my future kids. I want to be able to live my best self. And if that means having a six pack, that's fine. If that mm-hmm. means existing in a larger body than I'm in right now, that's fine. Right. The point is, is that I like, I'm living healthily and happy. Right. So Mick, when I was in March, March of this year, like my heart literally was beating too fast. Like every time I did something, okay. Like I would go to the Mm -hmm. fridge and like my heart would be too fast. (laughs) Like I knew that like it was, I was unhealthy. Right. And I started to work out and I felt pretty healthy within like three weeks. Like, you know, I started like feeling not so, wi- not, not winded at not, you know, just feeling better, but also eating whatever I continued to eat. Right. So mm-hmm. then I went on this anti-acne diet, which I was supposed to eliminate gluten, uh, dairy and, uh, sugar on. And for like the new naturopathic doctor was like, uh, just cut it cold turkey pretty much at a certain point. And a 
three days into cutting cold turkey, I was like, oh, heck no, I can't do this, right? And I'm sorry to all our listeners who have heard this a couple times by now. But but I'm leading to a certain place with that natural set weight, you said? Um, Natural set point. Natural set point. So while I was working out, when I started working out, I lost, maybe I lost two pounds, you know, it was no big deal. It was just getting like healthy and I would never overeat, but I, you know, I would never overeat. I never eat these massive portions. It was all like pretty portion controlled, but like I didn't lose any weight. Right. And then when I did what she told me and I started cutting down on the gluten, the sugar and the dairy, I lost seven pounds in two weeks. I was obsessed with how I looked, but also afraid to be social. Like I just like couldn't go out to dinner because that mm-hmm. would just, or I couldn't have a drink by the pool because that was going to like set me back and like make me feel so guilty. And then we went to Rhode Island for a month after I had lost the seven pounds. And I joked while on the trip that I was going to come back and be my original weight that I was going to gain the seven pounds back because I was just living life. I was still working out, but I was just, you know, eating the way I would have beforehand. And I got on the scale yesterday and I'm back to the normal Ashley set weight. It's kind of ah, funny. You're, you're, you're back at your set point because that's so, what your body wants yes, to be. Mm-hmm. But this is what, this is what I find Wait, funny. Wait, your set is point that, before you lost seven? Yeah. Okay, got it. So I'm back to my original weight. But you and, feel better in your heart because you're still working well, out. Well, sure, because I'm okay. working out. Yeah, like I'm not like at all feeling my heart race. Um, but I think what's really usually for most people, it's that five pounds, right? It's the five pounds but that are between happiness and between looking what you feel is like your best. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's, more, maybe it's more than five pounds. It depends. You have a number, right? between your mm-hmm. happiness and when you look what you think you should look like yeah. ideally mm-hmm. your ideal weight and your comfy weight are pounds apart for sure can i ask you something yeah sorry that why was a why no 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 no. i loved it why why is weight a part of this you know what um, I mean? It's not. No, it's not. That's why it was super interesting. Got it, got it, because got it, got it. it was supposed to be me eliminating products that were possibly going to make me break out once I went off birth control. And as a result of it, I ended up losing seven pounds. So I was very clear that when I lost that very quickly, it had nothing to do with the desire to lose the weight. I love that. Yeah. Good. Congratulations, Ashley. I love a yeah. good set point. Seriously. I love that. But it's just I like that was a big maybe we should just stop being so we should just be comfy at our happy weight. We really can't mm-hmm. like it that life is not as good when you say I can't have the cheese. It's just not. <laughs> yeah, it really I isn't. agree. And like even like in summer, like with drinking, it's like I wasn't supposed to have any sugary tropical drinks, but it's like this is part of like this is part of living yeah. my best life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, it depends if you don't mm-hmm. have a million stomach sensitivities like I do, in which yeah. case oh, the yeah. cheese will yeah. fuck Allergies up your entire vacation. But yeah, it leads me to like my story that I wanted to share with Mick as well. So what's interesting is that I've, I, lo- I finally had time to like lose weight this year and I turned 30 this year. So I decided to get a nutritionist um, and a trainer and like really get in shape. And I'm feeling very... Um, and it's all for me. Like I loved myself before. Like I loved mm-hmm. who I was before. Like, of course I always wanted to, I've always wanted to like, it's even more of like, 
a mental challenge. Like I always just wanted to see if I could do it, you know, and like get a six pack. And like, if I had the time, like I do now, I always would have been done this. But mm-hmm. now I struggle with like, it's so funny. I haven't posted about it or really talked about it because I don't want to promote. I feel but like people would take it. it. People would be like, in a good way. Yeah. Like, well, if I like posted about it, I feel like people would be like, you were beautiful the way you were, or it would either be one or two things. It would be like, you look incredible or whatever, but you looked great before, yada, yada. We whatever. have I, friends that have reached out and been like, uh, did Naz lose a lot of weight? She looks like insane. Yeah. I mean, and I have tough skin. Like, I don't care. I mean, I, I actually insanely like, good. I don't care what people think, but it's just kind of, it's just an interesting place to live now, Mick. Cause I'm like, do I share this? Is that then promoting that you need to lose weight to feel good, but I do feel good and I, and I am happy and I'm really proud of myself because I worked really hard and I did it the healthy way, you know, like I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't cheat. I like drank a shit ton of water. I worked out, I played tennis, I ate really clean. I still had my cheat meals. Like I still have fun. So it's just, it's kind of like, it's just interesting that we're talking about this because it's like an interesting place to live now where I'm like trying to be very conscious of what what I um, put out yes. there, you like, know. Can you not show it off? Is it snotty to show off? Is it promoting something bad if you're showing it off? Or are you just saying like, I'm proud of my accomplishments? There's so much gray area. There is a lot of gray area. Um, I think, you know, I work with a lot of therapists and dietitians and um, I'm I'm very blessed to do so because it's opened up a lot of, of thoughts on my own. Um, and I said in the beginning of the podcast, like I did share my transformation photos. And, um, I think what my reflection is on me doing that is me reaffirming that my body is the only thing to notice about me. Mm -hmm. Um, when we post these things and I, I like that was, that's for me. Um, that's, what, why I posted the things that I, I did because I wanted people to look at my body and say like, yes, she's healthy. Yes. Like I, I want to, I want to be healthy and I want to like look like her and I want to be blah, blah, blah. Um, I think it's, it's changing the narrative of saying like, yeah, I, I am doing these things. Um, but personally, like I've lost weight too. I've lost a lot of weight, actually. Um, I struggle with it because I like with body dysmorphia and stuff. Um, I I went from an, an extra large, almost um, XXL, to a small medium within a year. And on my self love journey, like I realized it was my set point weight. Um, but I chose not to to do those before and afters because I didn't want people to look at me for just my body, right. you know, like right. I, I wanted people to look at me for my strengths and my, like my ability to, uh, go through a lot and still be standing on my feet. However, um, it, it is individual, you know, like it's very individual. So if that makes you feel happy and that's what makes you feel like it, if that genuinely brings you happiness and there is, I don't, there's nothing wrong with that, you know? Mm-hmm. I also, um, Naz, if you do post anything about it, my concern immediately is like, what if you do 
like, is that going to pressure you? Like, what if you do just feel naturally gain a couple more pounds? Are you going to worry about everyone noticing that? I don't. Mm-hmm. I'm in such a good place. I also, okay. ju- I also didn't share this. I would never post a transformation. Okay. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It would be like, yeah. it would be more like, you know, I have worked for right a year with this really nutritionist yeah. and this trainer and I got in shape, but also it's like, what, what message is that sending, you know, or am I allowed to be proud of myself? It's a weird, yes, it's a weird, complicated feeling. It's a weird, complicated feeling. You know, I want to be really guess, conscious of what I'm putting out there. I guess this is also a good time to bring up, how do I word this? People... A lot. Okay. Okay. I'm going to do it. <laughs> okay. Do you remember how, um, what's her name? Mich- who's the trainer on Biggest Loser? Um, I know who you're talking about. I know who you're Mich- talking about too. Michelle. Something. Yeah, Michelle, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, the, the trainer on The Biggest Loser came out and she was talking about, oh man, I'm so old. What is the, <laughs> what's the rapper, the female rapper's name? Which one? Oh, no. The bigger one. Oh, you're talking about Lizzo. 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 Okay, so she came out and she talked about Lizzo's um, weight and they were, they were, it was Wait, like Jillian Michaels? Yes. Jillian Michaels. Yes. Oh, yes. Not yes. Michelle. Yes. Okay. yes. Okay. We both thought from? Michaels. I think it was, the, I'm seeing the M in my I'm head. so confused. Okay. Yeah. So Jillian Michaels came out a couple of months ago and she was asked like about her, I think she was asked about like celebrating a body shape on a news program. And they're mm-hmm. like, isn't it great that people are celebrating Lizzo's body shape? And she said, um, well, I don't know if it's something to be celebrated considering she's obviously not healthy and I don't want her like dying of a heart attack and like I don't want to promote and celebrate this if it means that this person's not healthy. So where do you find the balance between like being healthy but also not loving your body, loving your body for where it being is, healthy and, but like also yeah. like you can't promote certain shapes being healthy like you Mm. have to it's the importance of moving and the importance of exercising and there is an importance to eating well and we don't want to lose that in this celebration of body shape does that make sense yes it does and i think i think what's really important is that if you if you do go on um plus size fitness accounts or body positive accounts who are in larger bodies or fat positive accounts they are very open in the fact that, um, you know, they are celebrating their body. They may not be their healthiest self and that's what they're working on. I think that's, they are so transparent with that because they live in a fat body, you know, Mm -hmm. like they can't, like they live in a fat body and they are under, they literally get discriminated just by walking out in public. And, um, you know, they are allowed to celebrate their body and they're very transparent with, you know, like blood pressure and, and all of that. Um, and I think that's something to be known because with Jillian Michael, she was also talking about, um, Oh shit. What was she talking about? It was, it was, um, intuitive eating and she was literally making fun of intuitive eating. And I about punched my computer screen because I actually it, wanted to address intuitive eating oh, during this, but I don't know. I'm glad it came yeah. up. Go ahead. I want to know your thoughts on what it. What is it? Yeah. So there's, there's, um, intuitive eating is just, is living 
your life and listening to your body and asking your body, like, what do I want right now? And also knowing that emotional eating is okay. That's a part of life and Mm -hmm. it can be a coping mechanism, but it can't be your only coping mechanism. And, and it's, it's just knowing your body and what it needs and that it will tell you if that makes sense. And she was just going through all of these, all of these things. And she was like, smirking underneath her breath and and saying, you know, like a certain weight isn't healthy. And I just lost my shit. I couldn't, I couldn't take it. I did TikToks on it. (laughs) (laughs) I I didn't know that the conversation branched anything outside of that, that point that I made. Okay. Interesting. So my friend who has struggled with her weight for a long time, she was talking about how she's been learning about intuitive eating. And at first I was like, I don't understand. She's like, you make the kale good and and then you make the donut bad. And it has to do with what your body's telling you that you want. And I was like, well, I'm very confused because I just always am going to want the donut. Like my, my head or my taste buds are always like, I want the donut. But then after going and eating way more poorly over the past couple of weeks, I know that my body was telling me you want the kale, like mm-hmm. you actually want the kale. Mm-hmm. So it's I just understood sugar that, is like that, addictive. Yeah, it's but it's like there. Your body gets to a point where it's like, no, no, no. Thank you. That looks great, but I would prefer this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's all like if you think about it, it's how a baby eats or how a toddler eats. Like they're going to tell you what they want and what they don't want. And when we grow up, we're taught that certain foods are bad and certain foods are good and better than others and all of that. And it all gets mixed up in our heads and we don't, we're taught to control things that aren't meant to be controlled. Instead, um, like our, our natural state is to just listen to our bodies and know that what it needs is good. Yeah. Well, Mick, this was so so great i'm so happy that ashley introduced me to your instagram account and we can't wait to follow you more i Mm -hmm. think not to get all metaphysical but i just think ever since we did we did a podcast with a medium and i spoke to my cousin who's passed through her and like it's just it's source it's so silly how our bodies just they don't matter like they're just a vessel like it's really it's really just about your fucking soul like i actually don't Mm -hmm. care if someone's big or small or scrawny or like you know it's like if i love your soul and i want to be around you like that's all that matters so it's kind of silly how much time we waste that is so um, fixating on our bodies because it has Mm -hmm. nothing to do with who we actually are yeah think about how much brain power not to like keep going going because i know (laughs) we have to wrap but think about how much brain power that we especially as you know 20 and something year old girls give to what we eat each day we think and we crave and we look forward to certain meals but then like we almost never eat anything without qualifying how good it is for us the calorie content and how how it's going to determine what we're going to eat for the rest of the day Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. i will say being coming from a dominican family that's a very american thing it's like not yeah, a thing mm-hmm. in other cultures. Like you yeah. just eat, you eat when and you're you just hungry, eat, eat whatever. Yeah, there. and eating's yeah. like a part of life and celebrated and like fun. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. here it's like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> you're right. I mean, <laughs> let like, me let in- me do ten steps. I just had a carrot with peanut butter on it. Like it's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. No, and But I also think that's the way the food is there and just how it's prepared because like we all know, Ashley's going to bring up Italy again. <laughs> if you, if you eat like face. that freshly... 
if you eat like that, those high quality foods, you your body can it just it loves you. It yeah. loves you for that. Yeah. So anyway, thank okay. you so well, much, Mick. Mick. I'm you. gonna go enjoy my Chipotle that I ordered. Yes. So excited. Um, <laughs> yes. Meg, you're Thank the you best. Guys. Let everyone know where they can find you. I know you shared your Instagram, yeah. but if you have anything else you want to plug. Yeah, and yes. tell us about other accounts that we can follow for the same kind of uh, benefits. Honestly, just go through who I'm following on Instagram. You will find accounts like me. I don't follow anybody that um, isn't promoting something positive. So I... That's what I always recommend. And again, Instagram, Mixazon. TikTok is M-I-K-K-Z-A-Z-O-N because someone stole my username. Ew. Um, <laughs> and then like YouTube, Twitter is the same. Awesome. I love a good Yay. TikTok account. Thank you so All much. Right, love Thank you, you so much. Bye. Thank Bye. you. Bye. Thank you for having me. Bye. I don't get it. Podcast.